Welcome to Chattel Fixtures PEI Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, David Cyrus McDonald. Anworth is a commercial real estate advisor with Cushman and Wakefield Atlantic and president of the Worth Consulting Group, which specializes in export and international business development. She is a licensed realtor and has her certified international trade professional CITP designation and has worked with some of PEI's biggest businesses in helping them achieve their goals. Anne's lifestyle includes a lot of time in the outdoors. She is a certified hike leader with the Outdoor Council of Canada and chair of the National Conservancy Atlantic Region. I remember meeting Anne during her time as executive director of Meetings and Conventions PEI and being blown away by her optimism and energy and ability to listen and see the big picture of the ideas I was presenting. She was able to instantly connect with those ideas, understand them, and find ways to add value. Anne has been a force of energy in the business community from her time as the past executive director of Atlantic Canada Food Export Partnership, the PEI Aquaculture Alliance, and Meetings and Conventions PEI. She is one of the most connected business people I'm aware of here on the island. I wanted to bring Anne on today to learn more about the opportunities in the commercial real estate world and get her opinion about how homeowners, business professionals, and anyone living on the island can approach the challenges and opportunities here on the island. Welcome, Anne Worth. Thank you, David Cyrus McDonald. <laughs> My God, I'm so interested and excited to be here with you. Oh, it's so great to have you here. Um, yeah, let's start off with a very real estate question, commercial real estate. What opportunities are in the commercial real estate space on PEI at the moment? Oh, where do I even begin? Incredible. So first and foremost, you know, just a little backstory here and I'll, mm -hmm. I'll come to present day. Opportunity. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so I've been in the business roughly almost two years. Okay. Um, and what drove me to into commercial real estate really was me being 19 years in the consulting business in yes. PEI, working mm -hmm. with some amazing, amazing clients and organizations. And I kept on an ongoing basis being engaged in discussions around assets. Yes. Uh, one of my, you know, future planning. And I do strategic planning in my consulting world. So mm. so always, you know, how we manage assets, our growth, our business growth, mm. and what the impacts on uh, our companies are around, you know, and, and what's next stage, right? Mm. And it may mean relocation. It could be expansion. It could be, or maybe it's succession. Maybe it's a time to sell the business mm. and, and looking at strategies and prepar preparing to do that. So mm. I kept rubbing up against sort of these these kinds of discussions. And I thought, you know, I want to be more informed mm. and knowledgeable so I can bring more, more value to my client relationships. Mm -hmm. So that's really what drove me into the commercial world. Um, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and what unfolded, you know, rough almost two years ago is just simply this incredible, rich opportunity that rolled out in the form of commercial leasing oh, wow. and commercial yeah. sales with Cushman and Wakefield Atlantic. Okay. Great commercial only real estate brokerage uh, with a specialization in leasing and sales. So it's been a great marriage. Um, mm. I represent the brokerage tip to tip in the province. Okay. All asset classes, mm. retail, industrial, office, mm. land, mm. Uh, leasing, and sales. So it's it's a fascinating world. And I'll just simply say, every day you're learning something new mm -hmm. um, from somebody 
Mm. And despite, you know, great connections and great base, I'm a, I'm a continuous learner. So, yeah. so being in this business in the way that I am, it's a collaborative business. Mm. You work a lot with other people. Yes. And you listen. Yes. Because understanding client needs mm. is the foundation, right? Mm. For bringing solutions, which mm. may be lease solutions or they may be sales. Yeah. When you were talking about assets, you're talking about the different businesses that you work with, um, like in your consulting work as well and, and utilizing those assets. Um, were you mainly talking about like physical real estate or are there other kinds of assets you were kind of focused on helping them uh, better utilize? Yeah, great question. I mean, often in my consulting practice, I'd work a lot around human resources, mm. uh, marketing assets, mm. branding, these kinds of things, you know, some of mm. those critical areas of performance in a company. Mm. But this business of bricks and mortar assets and even, mm. you know, IT assets, when we think about okay. the intellectual property of a company and mm. then also physical assets around buildings. Yes. Um, you know, and in some cases, I mean, maybe the business is simply uh, your commercial landlord and, and your business is providing great tenancy, mm -hmm. you know, to yep. a number of other businesses. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think there's no two businesses the same. Yeah. Um, companies have different goals. Mm. Individuals have different investment goals. Mm. Um, so what I find when I say days are very diverse, you know, there are days that I may have tenant representation. Mm -hmm. So Cushman, in case you're unaware, Cushman and Wakefield is international okay. in their presence. And we have uh, incredible presence across the country. Mm -hmm. So we have national account management in all asset classes. Okay. And what that means is if I'm working for organizations in the province that have connectivity outside the province, mm -hmm. banking, financial sector, mm -hmm. manufacturing, whatever, um, relocation, renewal work mm. for tenants, expansion, finding new space and that type of mm. thing is something that I'm on an ongoing basis looking for and mandated to do. Wow. So, you know, from, you know, 500 square feet to 25,000 square feet and up, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm really, so, so truthfully really understanding the market in terms of the inventory mm. availability mm -hmm. vacancy mm -hmm. trends in different communities yes. uh and frankly how space is changing new build mm -hmm. um repurposing of space yeah and so on are all part of this assessment and knowledge base around mm. understanding you know finding right fit space and right opportunity for a, a maybe a company looking to enter the right. PEI market or a company looking to expand right. uh, or relocate if they're in a current right. uh, building. So I'm, I'm picturing the sort of conversations happening within Cushman and Wakefield and imagining, okay, there's some national franchise, for example, that wants to expand nationally and they have representation in these different markets. And then do you find those sorts of things happen where there's these opportunities that are coming in for island uh say asset holders of commercial space or of yeah uh where these national things are working with cushman and wakefield and you have this sort of uh, pathway to have those that deal flow i guess you could say with that is that a part of of, of it oh you're bang on david i mm. mean right now i have you know probably about a dozen 
uh, mandates uh, ongoing, mm-hmm. uh, trying to identify right right space for clients right. in all areas. So you know, you think about mm-hmm. um, franchises mm-hmm. uh, in in every industry, right? You know, if it's equipment rentals or if it's food service and hospitality. Right. Or, so you know, I think that really understanding sort of and working really closely with local landlords mm-hmm. is something that I do a lot of. Yeah. Um, and I say there's no two buildings the same. Mm. So really understanding the nuances of, you know, buildings mm. becomes a real lo- learning opportunity and something that I'm working towards. Wow, um, just imagine a, things like, oh, like say incredible. if you have a, like, I'm just, I, this is brand new for me, right? So I have so many questions, um, but I'm just picturing someone has this building and it was say, uh, uh, some kind of restaurant or something yeah. and it's on a very, has a good parking lot, has lots of traffic going by. Like what, like how do you identify the right opportunity for that? I mean, you've got like, are, I mean, you got to think there'd be data on traffic and like these, these like acts ability to have the right signage. Like I'm just, there'd be so many layers involved with this. Like, how would you say if there was this, uh, somebody called you, it's like, I have this, I'm on University Avenue, and this place is vacant right now, it's got a big parking lot, like, mm. how, what's the, can you help me find the highest and best use of this, or, or can you talk about the process a little bit? Say if someone first approaches sure. you and they have something. Really great question. So, you know, first and foremost, it's really important to understand that, from my perspective, that the clients that you're working with, there's nobody that knows their business better than them. Right. Mm-hmm. So being really intently listening around what are those characteristics and and checks in the box that mm. you know you need to satisfy to find what I would call right fit location because mm. location is is everything. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter what business you're in. It's well, maybe it's not everything, but it's a lot. It's a lot. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. It's big. So you know, being really clear about. Um, you know, in the assessment of what great location looks like and mm. what those other parameters are that make for a great marriage between, you know, or, or just at the end of the day, fulfilling a mandate to find location for, mm-hmm. for somebody is really important. I think that the other piece of it is, you know, as I think about, you know, location, new companies entering mm-hmm. EI, um, you know, we're doing in-depth market scanning tip to tip so not only are we looking for you know to place organizations in charlottetown or summerside or Mm. you know we're looking tip to tip so it becomes really important to understand rural inventory as well and Mm -hmm. i say little smaller cities or towns and so on because you know there can be great business uh to be had in those in those Mm. um locations right for certain kinds of businesses Mm -hmm. what kind of businesses do you see uh, operating in rural Prince Edward Island that are kind of moving in in there. Yeah, I mean, currently right now I have mandates to look for food service mm-hmm. locations, yeah. uh, equipment rental I mentioned before. Right. Yes. Yeah. Startup manufacturing, oh, okay. warehousing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the list goes on. Right. Office. Yeah. I do mm-hmm. a lot of office leasing. Um, do a lot of industrial leasing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you because know, because all these smaller communities they need that they require these services. Absolutely. So, uh, so who's going to provide them? Right? For sure. 
And mm. what I know is that we've got great buildings in PEI. Mm. We really do. We've got landlords that take great care of mm. buildings and mm. you know what they're interested in or my experience has been what they're interested in is having great tenants. Yeah. You know, the, mm. that's a perfect marriage and being for me to be able to sort of really understand the goals mm. of landlords and tenants yeah. to be able to if you will match make yeah. in a way oh, that sure. we have a successful uh, engagement. On the investment side yep. of my work, mm. I mean, we've got a depth of uh, experience throughout Atlantic Canada and mm. the research and marketing support. Mm. So we're doing a lot of data mining um, to help us understand things like rates in different markets, square mm. footage rates, uh, values, mm. uh, vacancy, trends. Mm. And you know, even beyond the region, we can draw from some of those national resources. So you had mentioned mm -hmm. highest and best use analysis. Mm -hmm. Really important, mm -hmm. right? If somebody who owns an asset can kind of take a step back and say, is this the highest and best use mm, yeah. huh, of this building, of this land, et cetera? And if we can help from an advisory perspective, mm. provide some guidance around that, then it mm. provides value and insights to the, to the owner. You know, right. to be able to make some future decisions, right, strategically. Right, and then I, you, you mentioned uh, investors as well. I mean, there'd probably be some people who would see an opportunity with a particular building and say, you know what, it's being used for this, and that business is slowing down or whatever it is. It's like, if we did this here, imagine the opportunity and imagine the the services that we could provide for this area and it just being right on the the money, I mean, that could be an opportunity for someone to go in, maybe make an acquisition. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I say there's no two investors the same. You know, mm. there's what I, I have come to respect and really realize is that commercial real estate as an investment is a pretty solid long-term running. Right. Strong way to, to invest. So, and, and there are different levels of investment yeah. that people are comfortable with. You know, in, yeah, in totally. different areas, you know, in terms of the areas that people are interested in investing in, whether it's, you know, what asset class, you know, a retail mall maybe of interest to somebody or, you know, maybe an industrial building maybe in, of interest to somebody else. Yeah. So what I know in my experience over the last few years is that we've got some amazing entrepreneurs mm -hmm. in PEI yeah, definitely. Uh, who are really interested in growing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, despite the pandemic, despite some of the challenges that we've had, mm -hmm. we continue to see innovation, investment uh, within commercial real estate channels. Right. And that's exciting to yeah. me. Mm -hmm. uh, but what really excites me is working with excellent uh, entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and finding them, you know, mm -hmm. investment opportunities or, or whatnot. So it's a little bit of matchmaking. Right. Yeah. Um, and we'll do that back end work. Uh, that research to help inform right. um, a person around an asset, around an opportunity, you know, evaluating um, yeah. the ROI, mm. you know. I'm just thinking really about important stuff. even, you know, it's really easy for me to get my head around, at least to a reasonable extent, mortgages yeah. on residential property mm -hmm. and how that discussion works. I mean, you need your debt service ratios, you need... You need to have the income to support it. It needs to be appraised properly, that kind of thing. But when you're dealing in commercial, you know, we're talking about, say, if it's an existing business that is remaining and it's a change of ownership, 
then we're talking about, you know, balance sheets and, uh, you know, the whole financial statements and, um, what kind of, uh, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. And, and I imagine like with a lot of these transactions, Mm -hmm. is there a big financing component in a similar way to residential where the vast majority of homes are purchased by someone who's getting a mortgage? So I'm going to answer the question, but perhaps a little bit circle around it and then mm-hmm. come into the center. Um, we can't talk about commercial real estate with, without talking about the professionals that provide really great service, right, mm-hmm. to facilitate transactions. Mm-hmm. So I think about some of the great accounting firms in mm-hmm. PEI that, you know, are doing all that proper work and preparing great mm-hmm. financial statements and so on. So these oh, are gonna make really the, important that's going to make the whole documents. transaction flow so much legal services you know i mean Mm. you know you know i'm not a lawyer i'm not an accountant i don't pretend Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. don't have that depth of knowledge Mm -hmm. but what i do have is a great network Mm -hmm. of professionals who are brought in Mm -hmm. and often what i find is that you know entrepreneurs have existing uh, relationships uh, Mm -hmm. you know in legal and in accounting world so so we work really closely you know with not just accountants and lawyers, you know, to facilitate successful transactions. Mm-hmm. But we also work with the brokerage community. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there's some great listings out there with my broker friends and, yeah. you know, being able to, you know, be on the receiving end of being aware mm-hmm. that an asset is for sale and yeah. or for lease. And I do the same. I share my uh, my opportunities with, with the brokerage community and with the real estate community. Mm. So, you know, I think that this is the business of, uh, working collaboratively with your own industry in a way that everybody everybody's successful yeah because it's Mm -hmm. the client you know Mm -hmm. it's you're trying to satisfy the client's needs yes and that Mm -hmm. means working with with others really well really effectively so Mm -hmm. i'm I'm building those relationships and uh, really excited to do so uh my brain is just exploding with all the different questions i have it's so different from all the other podcasts that I've hosted that have been primarily focused on residential. So this is, this is brand new territory. Um, I wanted to ask what made you get into commercial real estate and what pathway in your career took you here? You addressed it a little bit before, but if you could kind of uh, tell that story for people, I think that'd be really nice. Uh, so if for anyone that knows me. Yes, which is many people, I uh, feel like. I, I sum it up like this. I'm a people junkie. Yeah. I mm. absolutely love people mm-hmm. and I love seeing people successful. Yeah. And anyone who knows me knows that I feel strongly about that. Definitely. I feel strongly about nature, <laughs> yeah. conservation, yeah. and I feel strongly about seeing people succeed. Yeah. And, you know, mm. I've just maybe not necessarily with purpose, mm-hmm. but I've spent a lot of my career, you know, in my services. Mm-hmm trying to affect that mm-hmm. you know whether it's on the hr side or if it's working in organizations like mm-hmm. tourism or you know food exporting or whatever i've done i just intimately have been involved and i've had the privilege to meet and work with a lot of great people yeah. and you know what that's exciting yeah. seeing people and mm-hmm. you facilitating that success mm-hmm. there's no feeling like it yeah you know, knowing that you played a small pl- a part in some way, oh, facilitating yeah. something really positive to happen. Oh, totally. And when people have success in, my experience has been when people have success in this world mm-hmm. of commercial 
real estate and leasing yeah. and so on. Mm -hmm. You know, what it means is success in sustaining and growing a business mm -hmm. often. That means success in employing and growing mm -hmm. your impact in a community. Yeah, big time. Right? So the healthier mm -hmm. and more successful businesses, you know, the more those businesses are able to give back to their employees, mm -hmm. to their communities and beyond. And that matters. It really does. It really matters to me. I so. mean, just that, that when you think about just the way, I mean, you need to get by, right? And you need to be able to, people need to be able to earn a living. And, and you think about with this, with market economies, if you have these different players in it playing off of each other, then that can compound in a positive way. Yes. And so if you have different market participants who are able to find, say those, oh, we actually have a weak point here in the community, which is an opportunity for that weak point to be strengthened. And then you say that there is some commercial entity that can come in there and then all of a sudden employment gets better, opportunity in the community gets better. Yes. You know, the, maybe the the people's kids are like, maybe I will stay uh, here on the island and 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 so it can be good for the community. Um so yeah, that's a really interesting lens. And I was not expecting on getting into that in this conversation. It's so <laughs> nice to think of it that way. You know, like, uh, I mean, we're all so interconnected. And uh. so when there's these forces coming into play that are lifting up our ability to, um, yeah, for people to make a living and, and mm. to, to be able to have a prosperous life here, if this is the place that they choose to live, um, uh, then that's hugely rewarding. That's really cool. Uh, thanks for tuning me into that. That's really cool. Congratulations. On. Oh, hey, thanks for asking the question. <laughs> Any chance I get to talk about that, I, I like to. Um, you know, one of the things that I think about around trends, and mm -hmm. that's the other thing, if you can bring some insights mm -hmm. to folks, whether or not they ever do business with you or mm -hmm. have a, a formal need, yeah, I don't think that's really the point. The point right. is because of, you know, sort of what I would call the professional development and investment and access to resources yes. that our brokerage might have. Mm -hmm. and, and by virtue, I would have access to. Mm -hmm. I'm able to sort of share that in, in ways that matter, you mm -hmm. know, to to folks that I know or people that have an interest. So, right. you know, if you know, what are the trends around, let's say, office occupation? So we've got people that have you know, not necessarily by choice, had to work from home for some time. Yes. Mm -hmm. So where are we seeing, uh, what are we seeing in terms of how office space is changing mm. to be more collaborative? Our footprints reducing mm. in office uh, leasing, mm -hmm. people reimagining space mm. in terms of workplaces being mm. different than they used to be. Yes. And all of that is happening. So it's really quite fascinating. And we've mm. got some amazing workspace uh, say teams right in the office section that mm. just do nothing but inform clients around and help clients find solutions around next stage mm. you know you've got a hybrid work model where some folks are working from the office and some are home mm -hmm. coming in maybe on a part-time basis yeah. you know what brings and invites people into space where mm. employees can feel appreciated can collaborate with mm -hmm. with others and you can really well utilize the space. And yeah, and have that human connection. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So these things are all sort of being considered, mm. you know, by in the office community and if you're leasing space. So I think having those kinds of conversations with a resource mm. that can help guide and inform with, 
you know, maybe some best practices and mm. what we're seeing happening in this vertical mm. becomes super important. Right. Right. And it's like an opportunity to, to do more with less potentially as well. So I remember hearing this and, and the audience can verify this, do their own search. But I remember hearing that whenever banks started introducing ATMs, people thought, oh no, this is the end of banks. And then they realized, oh wow, we can have the humans do the more complicated work and the ATMs can just get the money back and forth with them. And then that allows us to open more branches. So there was, so they are able to do more with less space. And they ex the banking industry expanded dramatically after that in terms of their physical uh, footprint yes. um, as a result of better asset utilization. Yes. So uh, you can imagine thinking about that now with these hybrid work models where it's there's so much I find now there's so much benefit of of the face to face, mm -hmm. the multi sensory experience. Um, but you can do so much from home. I mean, this uh, we're shooting this out of my house. Yes, uh, it's not. Uh, uh, you know, we're not in a a fancy recording studio. Mm -hmm. um, we're able to do this. Yet with my current work uh, as a realtor, I've been going into the office and I've been loving able to talk to other realtors and say, "Hey, what what's going on? Like, what can we learn from each other?" So yeah. I mean, I guess I'm just kind of repeating back some of what you're saying here. But, no, but yeah. you're bang on. Mm. I mean, that's a great example. Mm. And, you know, the things that I think about, if I try and put myself in the shoes of, you know, a building owner or, mm. or a tenant or, yeah. and to do that, you have to be asking yourself the kinds of questions that they're asking themselves. Like, yeah. this is my investment. How can I maximize mm -hmm. the effectiveness of this building? In mm -hmm. terms of its square footage, yes. Who's in it? Does you know? Do I need to take a step back and look at potentially repurposing? Is mm -hmm. there mixed use opportunity mm -hmm. here? You know, and and all of these things. So I think looking at your asset in a way that, you know, sort of, and sort of I would say ideating a little bit around its mm -hmm. you know its future use or, you know, are we maximizing the square footage uh, return on investment? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, do right. we? You know, what are the rates? What are market competitive rates? So just mm. as looking at your business mm -hmm. um, and really sort of taking some stock in the fact that, you know, what renewals, lease terms, um, mm. you know, common area costs, all these things are mm. really a bit of an analysis. And I see a ton of landlords doing this on an ongoing basis, which right. is great. This is a testament to really great business people and PEI. Right. Um, because, you know, I mean, yeah. when you look at the bottom line of these businesses, which is often, I think it's easy. Uh, I have some background in business and I, 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 I often have found it easy to focus on the top line yeah. and the gross revenue and be so focused on that. And but sometimes you can make some small adjustments that really help the bottom line. And ultimately, from that bottom line is the profit. Yes. Which allow, which is the fuel for the business to keep growing and keep hiring and and mm -hmm. and to have profit. So uh, something like that, thinking of like, okay, this area here is being underutilized. Maybe this area could be leased out to this, which is actually perfect utilization of this. You could get more revenue for your business by not using this space. And there's a great opportunity for yeah. this thing to come here. Yeah. And then the net value in terms of the productivity increases and, and it improves the bot. It could, the, a small change like that to the gross, often you don't notice it. 
Yes. But at the bottom line, mm-hmm. where it kind of really is what matters when you're a business owner, if you sure. are trying to make a profit, yes, that that is huge. Yeah. Space utilization mm. and rethinking space mm. and also services to tenants right. becomes super important. So yeah. are there ways that we can add value, not necessarily mm. add cost, but add value yeah. to the tenant experience, mm. you know, in our building? Because at the end of the day, you know, I called it a marriage earlier, but it really is a relationship. And mm-hmm. there's not a landlord that I know or a building owner that doesn't want to have a great relationship with their tenant. Mm-hmm. And I would suggest the same from a tenant perspective. You know, mm-hmm. you want to maintain, you know, an awesome relationship with your landlord. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. So, so these are really important things and mm-hmm. it, it, it matters because it's about how much you enjoy your work, yeah. you know, and, and how productive people can be and, and how much they can focus yes. on their work rather than some unnecessary issue. So it's, so that's, it's that, really that's going to create better asset utilization too. just people being able to to not have the friction of mm-hmm. of uh, of, say, it be bad relationships or, um, yeah, just some issues that aren't being addressed or that kind of thing. Well, yeah. the other thing that we find is we're getting engaged to do sort of that front end piece where, mm-hmm. you know, there could be a development group that, you know, may have, may have some land and they want some informed advice right. around Oh well, what what should we or co- what could we do with this? Mm. And they want that macro perspective mm. around not what's happening today, but what do we need to prepare for for tomorrow? Right. You know what's next. Mm. So I think you know that highest and best use analysis is a really important mm. uh, sort of piece of work that yeah, people absolutely. can do. You know, and, and I don't having... care if it's an acre or if it's yeah you know, much much larger uh, footprint. You know, and it's I all can important. see a landowner saying, okay, we're going to talk to the different uh, brokerages and different realtors uh, about what is the highest and maybe appraisers, say what's the highest and best use case in that realm. But then to also bring in someone from the commercial realm and say, okay, this is within the commercial realm, this is the highest and best case use, use case. At that point, mm. you, can, you can look at it with a fresh set of eyes and from different perspective and maybe because maybe in the residential world you aren't actually doing as well with it as you could in the commercial space yes or vice versa so having that uh by bringing someone like you into that conversation it can open up all these different pathways that you otherwise may not be considering it's a good time for me to say that there's a lot of expertise in pei you know and of course throughout atlanta canada and mm-hmm. canada that Cushman and Wakefield Atlantic would deal with. I mean, when I think about our interchange, our interactions with developers, with my pra- the appraisal community, mm-hmm. other brokerages, architects, design mm. engineers, and so you know, mm. all of these specialists and professionals that all contribute in some meaningful way, yeah. right, to a bigger picture project. Yeah, and. You know, we really do have this depth of talent in the province in yes. all of these areas. Mm. And that's really important, whether, you know, for me, for, from a, a real estate perspective, things like inspections, mechanical, engineering, mm-hmm. structural inspections, yep. you know, those typical things that you do in mm. preparation for a close on a, on a property. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of these things come into play. But my experience to date has been we have some amazing companies here that mm-hmm. do great work. That's great. Um, and that's awesome. The fact that we're in a smaller place, mm-hmm. PEI, relative to some other jurisdictions, mm-hmm. you know, 
we are not doing any backseat here around, mm -hmm. you know, professional integrity, mm -hmm. great quality expertise. Mm -hmm. It's all here. Yeah, it really is. And isn't that wonderful? And we're mm. close knit so yeah. we can reach out, you know, smallness can be beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it, it makes it easy to connect with people. Mm -hmm. I would say our banking community are, yeah, they're all very accessible yes. and we can get things done. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, it's awesome. Yeah, that is. It's like that. Uh, I, for me, I, I love community and, and that's a big reason why I, I choose to stay on PEI, but I also like a break sometimes. I like to go somewhere else where I can feel anonymous. Do you ever do that? You, do you travel very much? I have traveled a lot. Yeah, you like to travel? <laughs> I love to travel. <laughs> yeah, travel is like the biggest education, mm, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Without going to class. I mean, yeah. it is. It's like a huge, in my in my past role with um, within my company, I still do export consulting a little bit. And okay, help yeah, introduce, right. Help introduce uh, Atlantic Canadian companies to international buyers. I still yeah. do a bit of that. But um, yeah, I probably been in quite a few countries oh, yeah? uh, taking Canadian mm. companies to a lot of international markets. In right. Career. Right. Yeah. So sometimes it can be a breath of fresh air to be in a different space. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> very fortunate. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. This is kind of a funny question and I, I'm curious to see how you'll answer it. If someone has capital, but not a lot of experience in the commercial space, are there opportunities? So say if someone was in the residential space and maybe they sold an apartment building that they owned or, or their own, you know, beautiful home or whatever it is. Um, and they, they're curious about the commercial space. Are there opportunities for someone who say doesn't have a big background in that? So I think the question you're asking me is how does a new to uh, commercial investor, um, become more knowledgeable around opportunities yeah that Maybe. is a better question that it, let's go with that it, because i think that's basically what i'm saying similar yeah. i think so yeah okay yeah yeah so so you know i think the key word there is knowledge gain mm -hmm. right um so you know because we have a lot of successful mm -hmm. people in business and pei they you know obviously invest in commercial real estate mm -hmm. Uh, and look for those right opportunities for them mm -hmm. uh, and timing and there's all kinds of, you know, um, there's all kinds of uh, considerations yeah. around when and where yeah. and, and why for, for everyone. Mm -hmm. That's an individual consideration. But I would say new to uh, commercial real estate investors. I think, you know, I hate to say the internet is your friend, but, you know, the way I learn and I'm going to recommend this to everyone. Yeah, sure. Learn from the people around us yeah. and build a network yeah. in a way that you can learn, listen, and grow. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I think about time management a mm -hmm. little bit in business and how, not just how you spend your time, but what you bring in mm -hmm. in terms of knowledge each day. Yeah. And if you're purposeful about that. So... Mm. Are you reading about commercial real estate investing? Mm -hmm. Are you subscribed mm -hmm. to this podcast <laughs> and others? Mm -hmm. You know, are you with intention growing your knowledge base mm -hmm. around how this business works? And, right. and so you can understand where your your areas of preference or interest are because right. you may be interested in, let's say, retail. Right. And not interested in office. Yep. 
or you may be interested in something something else industrial mm. space mm. so warehousing mm. or whatever it is storage so you know just having a bit of a sense and and getting a feel for um what excites you mm -hmm. in this business simply invites you to dive in yeah dive in from a knowledge perspective mm -hmm. you know find some key people that you can learn from yeah right mm -hmm. and you can observe uh, say mentorship but you know i think surrounding yourself in those circles and mm. you know i i've attended probably four professional development conferences in the past 18 months right toronto real estate forum uh you know business transitions forum how to you know how do ceos transition through succession mm. and sell other businesses and so on right because Each you have time. to grow our knowledge mm -hmm. and how aggressively and how quickly you grow your knowledge in this space really matters mm -hmm. because you want to be able to bring solid value to your conversations with people mm -hmm. and bring solutions. Yeah. So whether you're new day one mm -hmm. or whether you're, you know, 30 years of experience, mm -hmm. I think having an attitude of just continuous learning, um, makes a ton of sense to me. Mm -hmm. I'm also not shy about saying to somebody, I don't have an answer to that, mm -hmm. but I'll get it. Yeah. I'll find out and I'll, you know, I'll dig into some of my colleagues and their experience. Mm -hmm. And that's important too. So just, course, yeah. yeah, just, mm -hmm. just not, you know, don't pretend. Don't pretend. There's no need. Don't there's no need. I think in, in, yeah. in life in general, yeah, there's kind of no need. Go find. Go find. Yeah. yeah. Go find. Just so yeah. honesty and integrity in your communications mm. with clients mm -hmm. is super important. Oh, it's trust right? is the fundamental. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, and people understand that because yeah. we're all learning and growing. Yeah. But this idea that you can pull in, you know, decades of great experience mm -hmm. in commercial leasing real estate in Atlanta, Canada, particularly for me. Yeah. I mean, I have 17 colleagues throughout Atlanta, Canada that mm. work in all major markets mm -hmm. and have clients that are doing small deals to clients that are doing mm -hmm. massive deals. Yeah. It's like that. What's cool about it. And this is it would tie into your background from business consulting and and a whole range of things uh but that idea of it's almost like information arbitrage where it's like okay you can be a touch point for people where they can kind of go in and and then that can fan out from there and you can say hey have you talked to this wow. person or have you thought about this and then that and then you know because if you have these different touch points in the community and different people you can reach out to um that can open up just all these different perspectives oh, yeah. right even having this conversation had we not bumped into each other on new year's eve and talked about doing this podcast there's there's so many different you know directions my mind is going and i'm thinking about these different people who are investors whether mm -hmm. it be in uh their own businesses or in residential real estate or in publicly traded companies who may have had uh no uh no prior thought of even being in the commercial space and being like, wait, there's this whole range of asset classes in here yes. that can be learned about and that can and these opportunities, if you're if you're weighing these different opportunities, um, you know, why not weigh these other ones alongside it? And yeah, that's cool. It's yeah. it's kind of getting the synapses are firing off with this. It's really cool. And I hope that that is happening for the audience as well. Um I hope so too. Yeah. 
If you're watching this, leave a comment and say, <laughs> I always, I, I don't get very many comments on my videos yet. Really? No. Okay. No. I'm going to share your video. I'm okay, going to share great. this clip. Like maybe I'll share it. So yeah, I'll have to, I could do up a little <laughs> clip for you if you'd like. It's uh, my editing skills are, are, are emerging. This is in my, one of my areas. You're of brave here. and you're doing a new, relatively new podcast yeah. and you're rocking it. Thank you. Let's remember that. I want to talk quickly about one thing that we haven't touched on. Yes, I think it's really important. I am opening doors for PEI clients in all asset classes mm -hmm. in other markets. And we right. haven't really talked about that. Right. So bringing so, your business there. So you're growing your business in PEI mm -hmm. and you want to explore, I don't know, entering the Halifax market or maybe entering the Moncton, Moncton market. or whatever. Oh, okay. so, so I'm opening doors in, in helping companies establish as yeah. well. Right. With with working in collaboration with my colleagues in all those major markets, whether it be Halifax or Truro or Fredericton or Moncton or yeah. St. John's, Newfoundland or wherever it is. So I think that's really important to understand that there's this really great network. Right. right? And when I understand and if I'm listening well to my PEI clients mm -hmm. and their growth and their aspirations, mm -hmm. which may involve acquisition elsewhere yep. outside of the province or could involve needing lease space because mm -hmm. they have a new display showroom or you know mm -hmm. in burnside or whatever it is mm -hmm. so right. so we're doing some of that as well so the other thing is when i think about the excellent agents in pei that i've had the chance to work with in other brokerages mm -hmm. you know i mean very competent folks that have great depth of experience and i say you know, they may represent a seller and I may represent a buyer. Yeah. So just, you know, I say bringing your own integrity and your mm -hmm. own referral and your own business to to others in the marketplace is really mm -hmm. important. So I really value my real estate um, cohorts. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of questions. I, ha I feel like I haven't even looked at the questions. The conversation has just been rolling. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, are there any particular areas of business growth that you're seeing on PEI? I'm seeing people rethinking yeah. um, their office leasing. Yeah. I'm seeing an emergence of subleasing. Okay. Um, occurring. Mm -hmm. um, where companies have underutilized space for the last couple of years, mm -hmm. um, they're looking at potentially subleasing to somebody okay. else as there may be an existing lease agreement that allows yeah. them to sublease. Mm -hmm. um, seeing um, relocations mm -hmm. happening mm -hmm. for a host of different reasons. Yep. Uh, on the industrial side, um, I've done a lot of work in industrial the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. What I would say is that we, <laughs> this is not specific to PEI, this is across the country. We do have a shortage of industrial space. Okay. Which like zoned for industrial or no, physical just built buildings? Physical buildings and space. Okay. Um, so one of the impacts from the pandemic was supply chain disruption. Yes. So one of the outcomes for lots of companies were to want to, if you will, we call it the squirrel or the stockpile effect, having more inventory available in mm -hmm. case of supply chain disruption. Yes. And even not just disruption, but difficulty finding and sourcing. Yes. So mm -hmm. when you anticipate those kinds of challenges, this can cost companies huge amounts of money. So being able to shore up and expand mm -hmm. available inventory when just in time, 
shipping right. isn't necessarily available is really important right. in terms of locking in pricing as well. Mm. So that's one driver around the need for more warehousing space. And I get calls probably every second day. And so are these people using these this warehouse space for for short periods of time, kind of as overflow, kind of like a peaker plant in a in a you know in an energy uh, crisis or well, it it actually is even it's more sophisticated than that in the mm -hmm. sense that people are making long term commitments mm -hmm. to leasing and or buying industrial buildings in part to satisfy and to mitigate that risk of oh, supply chain okay. disruption. So and then they can use that space in flexible ways. Yeah, absolutely, mm -hmm. and. You know, we're really uh, excited to work with organizations that, you know, are plotting their future mm -hmm. and and really professionally looking for and facilitating, you know, us to to assist them in that uh, wow. in that regard. And I feel like we're just scratching the surface, but I want to ask you: <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? I want to talk about you. you I'm want? excited. I'm, congratulations <laughs> on the fact Thank that you. you're recently uh, graduated and now real estate agent mm -hmm. advisor thank you i'm excited with your personality you're going to rock this business thank you very much i know it i appreciate the vote of confidence i'm feeling really good if Working i can very help hard. you in any way i want you to reach out yeah same okay mm -hmm. yeah uh how mm. uh, speaking of reaching out what's the best way for people to get a hold of you uh well, um, we have a, a number of uh, things. One, Cushman and Wakefield Atlantic have an Atlantic site where all of our listings, lease mm -hmm. and sales, okay, uh, investment opportunities are all located there for all major markets in Atlantic Canada. Everything in under one. So cwatlantic.com okay. is okay. the site. Mm -hmm. cwatlantic.com. Okay, I'll put that in the show notes as well. If someone wants to go under the video and click Perfect. the link to that, okay. it, it'll be there waiting for you right now Perfect. if you're in the audience. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my, I'm going to call on-market opportunities are all listed there. Mm -hmm. But I do have some non-off-market opportunities mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. uh, that aren't necessarily advertised on the site. So you actually have to speak with me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's great. But, of course, my phone number is easy to remember. 626-9666. Okay, great. Yeah, so AW. A worth at cwatlantic.com. Great. I can put that all in the show notes as well. Oh, So wonderful. people can get a hold of you very easily. Yeah. And uh, I want to yeah. let people know, though, that, you know, we have seen sort of, I would say, in other parts of the country, particularly more significant size centers, maybe a bit of a slowdown in some areas. But the good news is in Atlanta, Canada, we're not seeing that okay. as a firm. Okay. We're seeing a continuation and a, a, mm -hmm. a continued strong mm. uh, demand yeah. for our services. And that's uh, a wonderful thing. That is. That's good to know. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Anne. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. It's good. been a joy. Wonderful. Thank you for listening to Chattel Fixtures PEI Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, David Cyrus McDonald. If you want to reach out to me for any reason, please visit chattelfixtures.com to find my contact information, show notes, etc. We're currently looking for diverse and interesting guests. If you would like to have a conversation with me or if there is anyone you would like to hear me speak with, 
or have an idea for the show, let me know. Get in touch through the website or tweet at me at Chattel Fixtures. We're currently seeking out relevant sponsors with solid reputations, serving customers, particularly in some way related to the PEI real estate market. If that sounds like you, get in touch with me if you want to support great, positive conversations about real estate happening right here in PEI. Visit ChattelFixtures.com to learn more. Be sure to subscribe to Chattel Fixtures PEI Real Estate Podcast and see you in the next episode.